0: Hi, I'm Alex L., and I write books for a living. The Hey Girl podcast was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. girl. Join us as we journey through sharing together. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hi, Jill. It's so nice to have you on the show today. How are you?
1: I am doing great. Uh, Thanks for having me.
0: I'm like really beyond excited to talk to you and to dive into this conversation. So thank you for saying yes to me. But before we get started, please let the Hey Girl listeners know who you are and what you do. Uh,
1: well, my name is so interesting. I am known as Spirit Daughter on Instagram. Spirit Daughter is my brand and I mainly write uh, monthly workbooks based on the moon.
0: So I am a big fan of your offerings and I have quite a few girlfriends in my life who are also a big fan of your offerings. So I would love to just kind of ask a selfish question here for a second. How did you get started and what made you fall in love with the moon and its teachings and everything else in between as it stands with astrology and our zodiac signs and our intentions and manifestations?
1: I started my journey with astrology when I was 16. I'm 40 now, so it's over a lot of years.
0: And, you know, I was just very inquisitive
1: as a teenager. I was really interested in psychology. That's what I ended up going to school for. You know, I was interested in crystals. I was, you know, a hippie child in the woods. Um, That was just like who I was. And, you know, astrology just really spoke to me as a way to understand consciousness and a way to understand uh, what I was going through as a teenager um, and really viewing it from more of a psychological lens uh, mm-hmm. and, and you know it started in such so it just always fascinated me and you know I'm a Leo and I always say like you know Leo's love astrology <laughs> so I'm a Leo too <laughs> are you a Leo too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I mean I think that uh, you know, Leo's just, it's just fun when you're a kid and you find out you're a Leo and I I'm a lion, you know, so yeah, it is a natural propensity more so with leos than I think any other sign I've run into, uh, just because it is fun, you know, like, yeah, I love all signs, but you know, if you're a little kid and you're like, oh, I'm a Libra, I've always loved astrology, like my whole, ever since I can remember, uh, and I think because, you know, being a Leo, it's just nat- natural, but I really got into it as a teenager. And it stayed with me. And I went to school for psychology and ended up in research, very academic world. And I left that in my early twenties. And I really returned back to yoga and meditation and Chinese medicine and astrology. And I really started um getting back into, you know, these practices that I felt really supported my energy. And they weren't something I could necessarily like prove in a lab throughout my time in psychology. You know, I was, and, and research and you know trying to prove everything and it's kind of like you know what this stuff just works like I don't need to prove it I don't need to put science behind it like, this is just mm. this is just working for me and you know with yoga it was a natural pairing with the workings of the moon I was very big into Ashtanga yoga and carried some of those principles, even other yogas that I studied. And Ashtanga yoga, you always pick up the full moon and the new moon. So I always had those two days where I was like, okay, like I'm not doing my practice. Uh And it really led to a lot of my moon practices. Because I had this like time carved out, like, you know, I was a pretty dedicated yogi in my 20s. and I had this like time carved out to do it. And then, you know, I really dive into these new practices and that's sort of how I started Started this journey really with Spirit Daughter was hosting moon circles with yoga and meditation and hosting them around, you know, the new moon, the full moon. And that's what the workbooks are, is they're basically that moon circle in a workbook.
0: Wow. The yeah. workbooks are amazing from what I've seen. I actually just got my newsletter this week about the new workbook that's out. And I think we're in kind of Leo season. I don't know if I'm even like saying that right. I'm not super into astrology. Um, I just know that I'm a Leo. My mom's a Leo. My biological father's Leo. My husband is a Leo. Lions and lionesses over here. But I I do want to talk more about how you use your moon circles to cultivate community on and offline and how the workbooks have created this sense of community and self-care for not only the folks who can be with you in person, but through your digital community. How has that been for you over the past, I guess, since your 20s, things have really evolved over time?
1: Things have really evolved. You know, I always laugh because I'm like, when I started studying astrology when I was 16, I was not the cool girl on Instagram with 700,000 followers. <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very different now. Uh, people are really into this. And I love sharing the knowledge with everybody. I love that I have a platform to do that and, you know, really hold space. It's like the, when we work with the lunar cycle, and this is what I really try and present in the workbook, we're holding space for our growth. Uh, and in a lot of ways, the workbooks are like how to take care of yourself, how to raise your vibration, how to, you know, release your blocks through aligning with the moon and through aligning with astrology because it themes us and it gives us, you could almost take the astrology out and you still have this like perfect theme of, um, you know, we're actually in Aquarius season right now and then we'll have the full moon in Leo next. Week, yeah, I've got to send you that workbook. <laughs> okay, make a note of that. <laughs> okay, so you know, an Aquarius really is like visions of the future and feeling into our frequency and feeling into our authentic self expression. So it becomes a time to work on that. Uh, and then we have Leo and the full moon. Full moons are always in the opposite sign as the sun season is, and Leo opposes Aquarius on the astrological wheel. So we have our Leo full moon, and Leo's you know, as you probably know, it's, it's all about really showing up who you are speaking from the heart connecting with your compassion and understand that your heart really is the center of your vibration and your frequency and so on the leo full moon we get to work on those things so even if you're you know not a leo or you don't even know anything about astrology you can hopefully go to my page or pick up a workbook and you can get a piece of information that helps you do that that helps you tap into your heart as the center of your frequency and you don't have to understand that it's leo full moon but you know if you do it just kind of like inspires you to really go for it even more it really and that's the thing I love about astrology and I love about the lunar cycle the sun seasons are the four-week period that the sun enters a sign for an Aquarius season Uh, and anybody born during this time becomes an Aquarius Uh, and then we have the new moon which is always in the same sign as the sun is so we'll have the new moon in Aquarius this Friday coming up. And then we have a full moon and the opposite sign, which will be in Leo. When we're working with these, the sun and the moon and the way they're moving, we're really working with different energies that we all can harness and all can work on and becomes this like blueprint for growth. It's a blueprint for growth. And it's really well organized. I think there's like a part of me that like loves the kind of like organization. Like, okay, like it's Aquarius season. I'm working on this. It's the Leo full moon. I'm working on this. You know, our next season is Pisces. It's like, okay, we're working with going with the flow in Pisces surrender, trust like there's these themes because growth and self-care I don't know if you know it can become like like okay what am I working on this week there's so many aspects of the human personality and our energy and there's so many things we can do there's tons of meditations we can do tons of you know practices we can do and astrology really helps us focus and then you're aligning with the energy of the cosmos to help you and support you
0: That's really amazing. I wanted to ask you how it feels to be in this work versus in the academic world now. And what did the shift between astrology and academia teach you about yourself and about the possibility of things just working for you, as you said, and it not needing to be backed by research and proving things? That was the key.
1: I think when I was in psychology, I was just trying to prove things. I was just trying to understand and define things and view them, you know, as a scientist and view them sort of in a bubble in a way and almost like not live them in some ways. As a researcher, like you don't really, you study it. You don't live it. And astrology is something you live. Like I live these things you know, and I always have a joke with my husband that when I'm writing a workbook, I like live the workbook. So when I'm teaching people in that workbook, I live it. <laughs> and mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the universe, like I just call in all these situations that help me understand the energy a little bit more. And I'm like living it. And I think that and then that becomes proof. It's like my grandmother always said the proof is in the pudding, you know, and the fact that I'm living it, I'm feeling it, I'm experiencing it from my own, you know, subjective view, you know, that's proof enough. Uh, whereas in the academic realm research, everything's objective, you have to prove it and has to be cause and effect it has to be the same for everybody. And you know, and astrology is very much like your experience with it and living with it and understanding that you don't need Science to prove it. It'll be great. I think quantum physics is going to prove it one day. (laughs) You know, it would be nice. You know, from that standpoint, to have that. But it's just like, look, these things are helping you. They're helping all these people. We feel them. You know, I get these messages all the time. People read my workbook, so they read a post and they're like, "Oh my gosh, how did you read my mind? Like, how did you know exactly what I was feeling in this moment?" And you know, the answer is just like that's the gift of astrology. Is that you know we live it and we feel it uh, when you're aligned with it and you take note of it and then that becomes the proof and there's no need to feel
0: like you have to prove something (laughs) yeah that's so that's so interesting the different dynamic between the two. And I really like how you said, well, this is working for me. So that's really the proof, even though it may be subjective. It's like, I'm living this. And I think that that's really amazing that things work for people in our different right, like for self-care, for our yoga practices, for our daily lives, like what works and what makes us feel good and whole in our bodies is, is a sacred practice. And we can't always prove why it works. And I think that that's really big and major for people to start stepping into more self-belief and trusting their intuition, their gut, whatever you want to call it. Like this thing feels good. It works for me. It's grounding me. It's supporting Mm -hmm. me. I feel held. That is proof enough. And I think that that's just radical.
1: I love it. And it's, you know, everything I do is based on my intuition. It's Mm. not based on proving or even the way I run my business. People are like, how do you know how to do this? I'm like, I just like, it's just intuitive. It's just Mm. purely intuitive. And I could, you know, break out Google Analytics or, you know, all of that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All that stuff. (laughs) Is that
1: the Leo in us?
0: It's kind of like, we're just going to do what feels good. And we're going to just pretty much take over and rule this thing and if it works it works if it doesn't we'll shift gears i don't know if that's a leo yeah. thing or not but <laughs> the people that i have <laughs> talked to that are leos are very much like me specifically around business it's like of course we need to have our organization but also if a thing doesn't work a thing doesn't work and let's try right. and let's hone into our confidence and see if we can try right. it a different way <laughs> so. yeah
1: exactly it's the confidence thing with leoism and um it's also like i don't know there's something where i'm always like this waste of time, but I'm like, I don't want to waste time in the analysis. I'd rather just try it. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it goes on. (laughs) There we go.
0: Oh, my goodness. (laughs) That is me. Oh, man. Okay, so your self-care practice outside of work Because, yes, I'm sure you absolutely love and adore what you do, but you're also expending a lot of energy to your audiences, to your community, offering them these beautiful tools to help them cultivate their own sense of belonging and moving through the world, you know, with the workbook and the affirmations and posts on social and your newsletter and all the beautiful offerings that you have. How is Jill taking care of Jill without that component?
1: It's challenging. I will not lie. It's challenging. And I have to constantly remind myself. And, you know, luckily, my husband loves to remind me as well. And he'll actually bring up some of my writing to me when I'm in like a phase where I'm just working all the time and be like, remember what Spirit daughter said? (laughs) So it is challenging because I am giving so much and I do have a family and I've totally shifted my self-care dynamic. But I think it really comes down to uh, like awareness and just, setting boundaries with myself even more Mm -hmm. so than than with other people like you know I meditate every morning it's no matter what I meditate every morning which is really hard I have a five and a half month old and still like I find 11 minutes every morning to meditate no matter what and so that's like a boundary I have with my self-care because I need that so I have like certain things where I'm just really committed to and then I do remind myself of those like on the new moon I do say okay this lunar cycle like what am I doing to take care of myself what am I what am I saying no to what am I saying yes to um, you know what is my affirmation for this cycle that's going to help me because if, if I burn out then there's no workbooks there's no <laughs> posters and I you know I'm sure you know this um, I can get really caught up I'm sure you can we all can and just working 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 and producing when you're a content producer producing content after content after content and it does take a toll so it is a constant reminder, though I have to be really vigilant with myself. Um, I go to acupuncture every other week. Um, that's something you know I try and do no matter what. I um, just give myself space. You know, I hired a personal trainer because you know I I couldn't work out on my own. Like after I had my baby, I was just like I need someone to hold space for me. So recognizing when I do need to like ask for help and say okay, you know, I called a good friend of mine who was a personal trainer. Like I need you to come to my house twice a week and just get me moving like I don't even care what we do just get me moving you know and act for help same thing with my business you know i i just hired my fifth employee and you know recognizing okay like i'm at the limit where i'm doing too much i need somebody else i need more help and then you know allowing myself to like look for that person and bring them in and let go of some of the control so hard to do uh, and trust my decision on you know who i hire and you know give myself a little bit more time you know it's really about me and and the boundaries i have with myself and just it's hard so i don't lie it's very hard
0: I love that you said uh, the boundaries you have with yourself because a lot of times in my work in my writing practice and what I teach is like how are we holding ourselves accountable like we have all these boundaries for outside folks but how are we self-boundarying and how are we sticking to the boundaries that we have set up for our own selves? So I love how you said, you know, that you're basically holding yourself accountable. You have to, in order to fill ourselves up, we have to hold ourselves accountable. In order to pour into somebody's cup, we have to be full enough to do that. It's like a circle. It's a cycle of that process. So kudos to you. I know it's hard. I have a four-month-old and a Mm two-year-old and a 12-year-old. So like I get it. (laughs) And I know it is hard to get things flowing. And also, I want to gauge your thoughts on this. I really love my work. I love being an Mm -hmm. author. I love writing books. I love creating content. I love teaching. And I could do it all day long. Like, I could just, Mm -hmm. I love it. And that can make it hard for me to step away because I love the work Mm -hmm. so much. Have you ever had that kind of push and pull with yourself? Like, oh, I want to get this project done. I want to get this book finished. I want to get this class lesson plan done. I'm so enthralled in it. But I also need to acknowledge the boundary that I have to step away. Has that been hard for you at all ever? Oh, yeah. Every day. (laughs) Every day. And it's just a
1: constant balance. I love writing. I absolutely love writing. When I was a kid, I loved reading all the time. And now, like, I love writing all the time. I could write all day long. You know, the posts I write, I love writing. I love just, like, sitting and brainstorming. I could brainstorm about quotes for like hours just sitting there like writing different versions of books and and I truly enjoy it and it calms me on some level. It's like a meditation for me. And you know, and I love all the creative aspects that we do. Like I love taking photos, you know, like I love it when we are doing product shots. Like I really enjoy it. I love some of the like graphic designs we work on and um like when I'm in Photoshop and like, you know, even just like making a an an image of one of the workbooks or something. Like I love doing that, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, so it does become hard you know I can't do it all day I have to step away and you know then life becomes this whole balance of like okay well I need to spend time with my husband I need to spend time with my son who by the way is also a Leo <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah, we are a family of Leos <laughs> yes yeah, a family of lions <laughs> yeah, yeah we are a family of lions you know it has become this like whole balance and you know now like I work you know I have a nanny I have to get home with the nanny leave you know my husband helped out immensely with our son which you know I'm really grateful for but you know like I can't just work all day <laughs> right. I, can't. Right. I can't just work you know from 10 a.m to 10 p.m
0: or something you know like, even when we can even when we can we absolutely can it'll be a burnout times a thousand exactly you know so it's that piece too
1: it's like it's this whole balance of like okay spend time with my husband spend time with my family spend time with my son and then spend time with me and then work and it's hard to balance but that's what um, you know I try to achieve every day but yeah it's challenging because i still work all the time i could work all the time i love it which is you know that's a a joy you know that's great that i'm always so grateful uh that i do have a job i love and i could do every day Mm -hmm. but you know and then that's where the handing stuff over comes into play you know like i remember when i handed over our product shots to um our creative director and i was just like it was so hard to let go because i love doing them but i knew it was something somebody else could do to free me up yep. with more time to doing the things that only I can do. Like, you know, I'm the only one that can write the workbook. Like I handed over the design of the workbook to her. She does all the illustrations, my creative director, but like the actual layout, I remember handing that over and just being like, Oh man, I'm not doing the layout anymore. Because I love doing it. Like <laughs> you know, but it's like if something like, Well she went to school first, so she does it better. Oh, no. And <laughs> you know, it frees up my time, you know, to create other pieces of content that only I can. Do. But yeah, it's there's a process of letting go for me for sure. That helps me in self-care and helps me create that balance with all the other
0: pieces of my life. So as we wrap up this conversation, I would love to ask you to offer some tips isn't the word, but maybe some support with how people can move through the rest of January and what they can prepare for astrology wise as we step into February. Well, we are in Aquarius season. So, you know, that really means
1: just kind of shaking things up. Aquarius is our future. It's the visionary of the uh, zodiac. So really seeing into your future uh, and knowing and then feeling into that Leo full moon, which we have in a couple of weeks, which empowers us and gives us confidence. Uh, and so tapping into these energies to know that we do have the ability to manifest Anything we want in 2020 and really throughout our lives. This is a very powerful time in astrology, at the beginning of the year. We have all planets going direct only happens during this time of the year. We have Mercury retrograde during February 16th. So we have basically until then and it's this forward momentum of energy and we all kind of can feel it if you tap into it a little and just really riding that wave and knowing that you can break up old patterns. You can uh, shift into new perspectives and you really are in charge of the life that you're creating. You can create a life full of
0: magic and you're the creator. I think that's a great way to end. Thank you so much, Jill. You're amazing. I am honored to have spoken with you today. Thanks for listening to the show today. Please rate, subscribe, and review. Also, feel free to share with a friend. We love having our community grow. Music is by DC's own Kokai. Girl podcast is produced by Wayne Bertram and me, Alex L. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's.